Welcome once again, friends, family, work colleagues, neighbors, RRCC members. Welcome to this evening's service, Carols by Candlelight. It's beautiful to gather, to sing to the Lord, to sing about this baby who was born to us. His name is Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Tonight, as we continue to sing, as we hear God's word, I want that name Emmanuel to mean something to you. He is God with us. You see, he didn't sit in heaven and just delegate salvation to somebody else, but he came to the earth. He came to make his home with us. He came to dwell with us, and he's still with us. Amen. It is um, an honor and a privilege to bring you God's word this evening. I was preparing um, for a few weeks now. Anytime I kind of uh, hear a word, I'll, I'll, I'll note it down. And then just last week, I was doing an, an update on my phone. Something wasn't working well with my email. So I thought, let me delete my account and, and install it again. And what I didn't realize was that I had deleted my notes. <laughs> it hadn't synchronized for about two months. I thought, oh, God. What did I write that? Because I hadn't spent time to meditate on it. So the word wasn't yet in me. I had just made notes. And I thought, God, you've, you have to speak to me. <laughs> it's carol service. People are going to be waiting to hear your word. And so as I was praying, I heard the Lord say, and now these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of this is love. First Corinthians 13, 13. And I was thinking... That's not really a Christmas verse. You know, almost to say to God that, yeah, I think you need to check again if that is really <laughs> what you want me to speak about. But as I was praying into it, I realized that is a powerful verse for this season. Indeed, these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of all is love. And that brought me to a verse that we know so well. John 3, 16 and 17. The Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave. You see, you can't love without giving. And God didn't just give out of his many children. He gave his only begotten son. His one and only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And that everlasting life starts from the moment you receive Jesus. It starts here on earth. Don't wait to enjoy everlasting life when you get to heaven. No, start enjoying it now. He says that for God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God sent his son to bring us salvation. And so once we receive him, we shouldn't be condemned. Sometimes after receiving Christ, we want to earn our place by our own works. But our works cannot make us righteous. If it could, it would have saved us. But we were not saved by our works. We were saved by accepting Jesus. And so we have to walk in that freedom. We have to live without condemnation. For his word says that there is now therefore no condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus, we need to live in the freedom that Christ has won for us. And so tonight we're going to be talking about the greatest is love. 
shall we bow down our head for a word of prayer. Father, we give you glory. We give you praise. We commit ourselves into your hands. We pray that you speak to us. I pray that we'll catch a revelation of your word. Come and bless us. Let us have an encounter with you. Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. Amen. So the greatest demonstration of God's love was to come on earth as a baby. To be vulnerable, to wait on his mother, to be fed for personal care. God chose to come down to that level so that he can feel our pain. He can feel our vulnerability. He can feel everything that we go through. He was a baby. He, went, he was a toddler, a teenager, and then he became an adult, a man. But he was fully man to represent the humanity of man. To feel hungry. He felt hunger. He felt anger. He felt all the pain that we can feel. And yet he was fully God. He lived a sinless life so that he could redeem us. And so when you're feeling vulnerable, just know that he understands. He understands your pain. He understands what it feels like to be hungry. And we can't talk about his birth without talking about his death, his resurrection, and ascension. And now he's seated at the right hand of God, interceding on our behalf. We are not alone. When he ascended, he left the Holy Spirit to dwell with us and also dwell in us. And so we can walk in that confidence that we are not alone. God is with us. So because of his love, he gave and by him giving Jesus Christ, we have hope. We have hope of eternal life. We have hope of salvation. We have hope that we have been reconciled back unto God. We are not people who live without hope. And so tonight I want to remind you about this love and about this hope. That for you to be able to access the gift that God has made available, you need to take a step of faith. Because we can't see God but we believe him. We believe in an unseen God, in an invisible God. And we do that by faith. No wonder the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because everyone that comes to him must believe that he exists. And he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God is sovereign. But he doesn't control everything. You know, sometimes we say that God is in control. I think that's debatable because he's given us a free will. We're not like puppets or robots where he controls what you do. No, you can choose not to accept him. You know, our days are ordained before him, but you can choose not to walk in his ways. You can choose to walk contrary to his perfect will for you. And he doesn't force us. He allows us to make that choice. And so tonight... Will you make that decision if you haven't done so already? Will you choose to follow him? Or maybe you've been following him for many, many years. But he's calling you for a deeper walk. He wants more of you. You see, the way God pursues us, it, he doesn't want just a fling. He doesn't want just to be an acquaintance, just a one-night stand. No, he wants an intimate relationship with us. 
And so he pursues us. And it's so beautiful when he pursues us and we accept his love. Because he didn't force us. We make that choice by our own free will. And that is how we establish relationship with God. After he has made that gift available, he has made that provision. Wherever you are, whatever stage in life you are, God wants you to go deeper. I want you to start thinking about it. What does it mean to go deeper in my relationship? Does it mean spending more time with him, talking to him more, praying? If you think, oh, but what is prayer? Prayer is simply talking to God, having a conversation with him, and just saying, Lord, I'm struggling. I'm having difficulty. I have a burden. Just talk to him. Whatever the issue is, I need healing. I need you to touch me. I need your peace. He is the prince of peace. The prince of peace. Maybe you're feeling anxious about something. He says that we should not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, we should make our request known unto you. He doesn't want us to walk anxious. He wants us to live in peace. And he will give you peace that passes understanding. Peace beyond your imagination. That is the God that we serve. You see, Christmas is, is a beautiful time of the year. I love Christmas. And I think for many of us, Christmas, I know not everybody likes Christmas. You know, I was surprised when I first heard that somebody didn't like men's pie. But <laughs> like, like men's pie, not everybody likes Christmas. Um, for some people, there are various reasons why they don't like Christmas. Maybe you, you don't have happy memories. But for a lot of people, Christmas brings memories about, because it's a time for gifts and food, and singing, and so many other things. But it's possible to celebrate Christmas and miss the true meaning of the season. Christmas is about a person, and his name is Jesus. Christmas is about a baby who was born in a manger. I mean, I was thinking about this, and I thought, God, you know, you could have been born in a palace, you know, five-star hotel. It's like he created the whole universe. He could have chosen to be born anywhere, but he chose a, a lowly place, a manger, so he can relate to everybody. He can come as low as the lowest to relate to you because he's already the highest. He's the most high, and the most high God came low so that he can relate to all of us. To quote Derwin Gray, we've been, we've been following the Advent um, devotions, he said that he's the gift on the tree, not under the tree. We put gifts under the tree, but Jesus is the gift on the tree, and that tree is the cross. And so this Christmas, are you going to accept that gift, that gift that God has made available to you? Whatever negativity you may have in your life, he has come to replace it. He has come to give us a divine exchange. And that was prophesied many, many years before he came in Isaiah 61, 1 to 3. And when Jesus came, he read this. And when he said the scriptures is fulfilled in me, people just lost it. It's like, what? Is he claiming to be God? But he's saying, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me 
to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. Jesus came to proclaim liberty to the captives. And so we should not live in captivity. He has come to set us free. And the opening of prison to those who are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. If you are mourning here for one reason or the other. The comfort of the Lord is available. May you be comforted. In Jesus name. To console those who mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Any spirit of heaviness on us tonight, I command you to be dispelled in the name of Jesus. For Christ has come to give us the garment of praise. Receive that garment. Receive that joy. That they may be called the trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. God has come to make this available to us. And you see, there is a void in us which only God can fill. No relationship, no addiction, no hobby, no, no profession. Nothing can fill that void. That void is a God-shaped void. And he needs you to have a deep relationship and only he can satisfy. Like the father of the prodigal son, when he sees us coming, all we need to do is to take the step. And when he sees us coming towards him, he runs. He runs with arms open to welcome us back home and to throw a party to celebrate. Tonight, he wants to welcome you back. Wherever you have left of, he wants you back home. He wants, you to have, he wants to have a deeper relationship with you, a deeper connection with you. Will you accept his love? Faith, hope, and love, but the greatest is love. Don't let anything hold you back. Don't think, oh, I'm not holy enough. No, no, you can't save yourself. None of us is holy. You don't need to fix yourself. You don't need to clean yourself before you go into his presence. Because he is holy. And by you accepting him, he sources out. He cleans us. He fixes us. He demonstrated that love through the birth, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. There is a story that many of us may be familiar with about a father who had a son. He had an only son. In fact, the mother died during childbirth. And this son, this father was so close to the son. He loved him so much. He gave him the best education, everything. And this son joined the army. And so when he was away on war, he would always write to the father. And the father would just be so excited, waiting for the letters from his son. He would read it and his heart would be full of joy. And then one day a letter comes and he realizes that the writing is a little bit different. And it's a letter that carried sad news. Unfortunately, his son died. And this father had a painting made about the son. And years later, the father also passed. And he had so much property, so, much, so many houses, cars, paintings by famous art, uh, artists, Picasso and many. And so all that property had to be auctioned, but they needed to auction the painting of the sun first. And when the auctioner started asking for bid, 
he said um, the painting for the sun, he was starting at a thousand pounds. People were not interested. They came for the houses and all these estates and cars and everything. And then one man at the back of the room said, I want that painting. He, he made a bid. That was the butler because he knew how precious that son was to his master. He said a thousand, thousand two. Nobody challenged him. And so this butler got that painting of the son. And when he bought it, the auctioner said, thank you all for coming. This is the end of the auction. And everybody thought, what? No, we've come for all these things. He said, no, the master left strict instructions that whoever buys the son, whoever receives the son, gets everything. And so this butler got everything. And that's a similar situation that we have. That if you receive the gift of the son, you have everything. Tonight, these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest is love. Will you accept his love? Will you accept the love of the father by accepting his son? Let us bow down our head. You want to pray and commit yourself into God's hands? What have you heard tonight? What does it mean to you? Speak to him and talk to him. Just to say that if you want prayer, feel free to come to the front at the end of the service or talk to the person who invited you. Leaders are available to pray. But I want, to say, I want to say this prayer. You can repeat it after me if you want to invite the Son into your heart. Lord Jesus, today I need and want your forgiveness. I accept your death as the penalty for my sin. I recognize that your mercy and grace is a gift you offer to me because of your great love. Not based on anything I have done. By faith, I receive you into my heart as the Son of God and as Savior and Lord of my life. From now on, help me to live for you with you over my life. In your precious name, amen. If you have prayed this prayer for the first time, would like to stay in touch with you. We've got some cards on the seat. Please fill it and um, yeah, would like to, to get to know you, stay in touch with you. Even if you don't live close by, we can help you to connect to a Bible-believing church. So God bless you all for coming.